It's time to create better. Create better family, health, business, and self. Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better, how to create better family, how to create better health, how to create better business, and better self. Now, a recent conversation we've been having around our own kitchen table with my family is what are we eating? What are we putting inside our bodies and how is it affecting us? And so when I was thinking of guests for our Mom Makers series, it was a no-brainer for me to think of these two ladies. They each have incredible companies and they're going to share with you how they created a consumable product out of necessity with their own families and it became a business. They're going to share strategies and tips on what you should know if you are thinking of going down that venture of making a product that is consumable that will be out into the market. Now, these ladies are ladies I admire and their products are delicious. I cannot wait to share them with you. Um, The first woman I would like to introduce to you is Lindsay Scott. She is the founder and CEO of Kindred Cultures. Now, Lindsay started her beverage product to help her own children balance their health. Now she's on this mission to make probiotics accessible to everyone. Kindred Cultures makes a a rainbow selection of delicious probiotic-rich water kefirs that everyone in your family can enjoy. Because you know what, guys? Gut health is so important. If you look at the magazine stands right now, you'll see that gut health is so important and everybody should be taking a look at that because what we put in our bodies affects our mental health, our, our skin, our, our, our attitudes and our moods. And I cannot wait to go to a local store to pick up uh, a certain flavor. It's the strawberry rosehip flavor. I think my kids and my husband are going to love it. It's supposed to taste like strawberry lemonade. What I love even more is that the strawberries are from a local farm here in British Columbia. How cool is that? So please do check them out at kindredcultures.ca. And of course, I will have all this in my show notes, but it's kindredcultures.ca. My other guest is Charlene Lee. Charlene and her husband, Vince, they are a foodie couple. And I totally get it because I'm a total foodie myself. Now, they were disappointed by the lack of clean yet flavorful snacks out on the store shelves. So they set out to create their own. They worked alongside professional pastry chefs to learn the art of traditional confectionery and chocolate making. How cool is that? And they launched their company, Eatable, in 2019 to create the perfect pairing of two loves, a good snack and a good drink. Now get this, their flagship line of gourmet popcorn is infused with flavors of classic wines, spirits, and cocktails so that there's a luxurious, unforgettable experience for that snacking connoisseur. Hello, right? Now, what I also love and appreciate is their mission behind Eatable. Their mission is to remind everyone to savor a moment to celebrate the everyday wins in our lives. The everyday wins, right, ladies and listeners? It is so important to remember those small victories that we have every day. 
And as a gift to you, awesome listeners, um, Eatable is offering you $10 off your order when you use uh, a code on their website. The code is Elaine KT. So my name, E-L-A-I-N-E-K-T at eatable.com. And that will give you $10 off your order. Uh, that's very kind. And I am definitely going to be using that code and definitely ordering some popcorn because you know what? There's two definite flavors I cannot, and I'm so excited to try. Um, I think one is called Pop the Champagne. And it's like, I don't know, popcorn coated with Belgian white chocolate that's infused with champagne. Oh my goodness. And there's one that's called Whiskey on the Pops, which I believe is their original first product, which is like whole grain popcorn smothered in smooth, crunchy caramel that's infused with whiskey. What? Right? That's crazy. So without further ado, let's have these ladies come on this episode. Hi, welcome to Lane's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better, how to create better family, better self, better business, better health. And you know what? I am just so excited to just get started. I have two incredible mom makers here that I am just in awe of. I admire them from afar. I cannot wait to share them with you because you're going to want what these ladies make and you're gonna to wanna to order it just like I do right now. And I am not just gonna, I'm just not gonna delay this any further. I would love to welcome uh, Charlene and Lindsay. Ladies, can you say hello? Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. And we're just gonna jump right in because I am so excited about these ladies and they cannot, uh, there's no one that could tell their story better than them. and. When I discovered these women, I thought, oh my goodness, what brilliant products. How did they come up with these ideas and where can I find some? <laughs> so I'm going to start right away with Charlene. Charlene, you are the creator of Eatable. Tell us more. What is Eatable and how did you get to this point? So my husband, Vince, and I actually first bonded in a wine class um, during our dating days. And we were just two young foodies, you know, who loved to go to check out the new hip restaurants. And we loved to entertain, have house parties. And um, on Friday nights, when we were kind of binging on um, TV and our favorite series, we kind of were disappointed to find that there was kind of a lack of um, snacks or sweets available on store shelves that weren't laced with artificial flavors or colors. Um, so we wanted something that was clean, but yet the healthier snack options weren't that flavorful or exciting <laughs> or memorable. So um, the two of us actually sought to create something um, that we would kind of ourselves consider the perfect pairing of our two loves, um, so a good snack and a good drink. And um, after a couple of years of um, making popcorn actually at home um, for house parties and um, just for our friends, uh, we were living in Boston for a couple of years and I was working at a startup. Vince actually had the chance to go and um, find, kind of pursue his own passion at a commercial kitchen over there. And our first creation was uh, called Whiskey on the Pops, the Scotch Whiskey Infused Caramel Popcorn okay, that we... Did you just hear what she said? <laughs> yes. Repeat, must repeat. Say that again. It sounds as good, like if it Scotch tastes whiskey as good as it sounds. and caramel popcorn. Hot <laughs> whiskey and caramel popcorn. Oh my goodness! Okay, I'm a foodie too, and I, I, like, I just want to eat it. Just 
when you see it, I just want to eat it. Yeah. So, I mean, we made it and it um, was an accelerator program that kind of taught us the ins and outs of, you know, the food business. Both of us don't come from that kind of background. And that program ended up in a pitch competition where we placed top two for that um, for that popcorn product. And on the judging panel were people from, you know, startup financing type companies, a buyer from Whole Foods. And at that moment, something kind of just clicked and we said, hmm, maybe this is more than just a hobby. Maybe this idea kind of has legs and we should see where we can take it. So literally, um, we packed up our bags and moved home from Toronto, where we're both from, with our 18-month-old son at the time and um, left my startup job to pursue this full time. And everybody was thought we were kind of crazy when they first heard we were making popcorn for a living. Um, but really, it was a labor of love and over a year we actually worked alongside Paris-trained pastry chefs in a commercial kitchen close to home, perfecting a, an initial three recipes before it came to market. So we really learned the art of you know, traditional um, chocolate making and working with confectionery products and, and you know, the art of properly infusing alcohol into um, caramel coatings and candy coatings. So after that, in 2019, we first launched Eatable as an e-commerce and uh, the name Eatable actually was born around my kitchen table as well. Um, back when we were dating, my mom used to have Vince over all the time to cook, you know, traditional Chinese Canadian dinners. And in her kind of like Chinese Canadian accent, she would always ask, is this Eatable? Is this Eatable? So that's kind of how the name was actually born. I don't tell people that a lot. Um, but for us, it really just means like good food, good company, real yeah. ingredients. And that is pretty much the backbone of our of our business. So we really created, um, we made a point to use all natural ingredients within mm -hmm. our products, which was super important to us. Um, we wanted this to be something that could be enjoyed by anyone from like a pickly toddler like ours <laughs> to, you know, the fanciest chef and sommelier. So that is amazing. Now, <laughs> yeah, you so say that's, that's even a important. toddler can eat it. So is there alcohol in the popcorn itself or is that all burnt away? And just so as there is alcohol, we start using with real alcohol into the product, but after our cooking process is done, the actual alcohol content is uh, virtually all cooked out. So what you're left with is the underlying flavor notes and, and the taste profiles of all the wow. classic wine. Wow. Enjoy. Wow. And what I also love is your mission statement that you just want to have something to help people celebrate everyday wins. And I love that because you know what? We need to, we need to celebrate those little wins every day. And, and that is the journey of life, right? It's not waiting for that big success or that big win, but just celebrating, yay. Like if you're a new mom, like you got to shower today after five days, that's a big <laughs> win. Have some popcorn <laughs> because all those little things need to be celebrated, right? It's, it's just, learning to be happy about what you have rather than what you're hoping for or wanting. And I think how beautiful is your mission statement. That is incredible, incredible story. We're going to come back to you. And I would love to ask Lindsay, Lindsay, you have created an incredible product that helps the health of, of everyone, like from kids to adults. Tell us more. Yeah. Um, so excited to be here. Thank you. This is so amazing. Um, 
So we started um, originally under Culture Kafir, but but this was born out of my kitchen. So when my youngest son was not even two years old, he started experiencing all of these food sensitivity related issues. And, and the biggest one became what looked like eczema all over his skin. And so we had this baby with bleeding cheeks in the winter and I was a desperate mom running all over the place trying to figure out how to make this stop. You know, he needs some relief. And we finally ended up in a naturopath's office and they recommended, you know, starting from the inside out and looking at gut health. And so we started making uh, kefir at home because that was one of the few things that we saw that wasn't yogurt because he couldn't have dairy and wasn't caffeinated um, like kombucha. So we started making this at home in 72 hours. My skin son, my skin son, my son's skin. <laughs> Understanding. It's completely clear. Wow. Um, and it was, it was, you know, a miracle. I think we all know what it's like, you know, the first time your baby sleeps through the night yeah. um, and everybody wakes up in the morning and goes revolutionary, you wow. know, completely revolutionary. And so, um, you know, it became my mission to see if this helped other people. I started making it for my friends and my family, my coworkers, my neighbors, and um, started getting this really great feedback and realized that something like this actually wasn't available on the market. Um, so to accidentally stumble into a new innovative product, um, was really invigorating. Um, and so we just, we just started building and sharing. I started in a farmer's market right down the road from my house. Um, just trying to understand like, what do we really have to offer people and are they interested? And the overwhelming response was yes. Like, where has this been all of my life? My tummy hurts and I don't know why my kids won't eat yogurt because they think milk is yucky. Um, but they'll drink this cause it tastes like juice. And so, um, you know, now my whole mission is to make probiotic health accessible to everybody. And I, I know I asked you offline, what is the difference between kombucha and and I'm going to say it wrong. Kefir. Yeah, it's, it is the perfect question. And it's the number one question that we get. Um, so kefir and kombucha are really similar to one another because they're both school based probiotics, but they differ in that kefir is not caffeinated. It has a lighter, um, slightly sweeter flavor. Less bubble, and, right? Yeah. Less bubbles up for us. We specifically don't carbonate. Um, And you're also getting diverse probiotics. So not the same uh, bacteria in, uh, in these, in these drinks. Um, So one may work for you. And and when you pair them together, you get this fabulous um, symbiosis inside of your gut. Wow. And gut health is like, actually on so many magazines right now, the importance of gut health in, in your, your moods, your, your day, your mental health, and it all relates. And I, I love that working, starting from the inside out, right? There's so many topical uh, medications that I, I think it would be like just putting a Band-Aid on something, but not really helping the base of the problem. And so I'm a mom of three, and, and I will definitely be going out to go get some right away (laughs) if I can today actually both your (laughs) products because I definitely need to get my hands on some of those I have to ask right now okay ladies if you can recommend 
your favorite of your product to get right now. Tell me what I should go and go get. Lindsay, go. What should I get for my family? Oh, get the strawberry rose hip for your family. Everyone will love it. Excellent. Excellent. I shall do that. And where would I go to get this? Uh, you can pop into your local Whole Foods here in BC. You can order online through spud.ca. Uh, we're working with tons of local partners like Nature's Fair, Palm, uh, Body Energy Club. Perfect. I will definitely do that. I'm close to many of those stores. And, and <laughs> how about you, Charlene? Where would I go or how could I find your yummy eatable popcorn? So right now we're actually sold at over 200 um, specialty artisan shops around Canada, across Canada and USA. Um, in Canada, nationally, we're available at Indigo and Saks Off Fifth. So my number one recommendation actually is our most popular pop the champagne popcorn, which is a Belgian white chocolate covered um, uh, kettle kettle corn. And it has champagne infused sugar crystals that literally like pop in your mouth, like popping candies from back in the day. (laughs) And sold. And I know that my listeners are, are pausing this so that they can write down what you both just said so that they could go and find and order uh, kindred cultures and eatable. I cannot wait. Now, ladies, you both have a similarity. You make a consumable product and something that, you know, I, I know that we have listeners who are saying, you know what, I, I have an idea. I make this very yummy granola or I make this very yummy something. But we know that because both of you have been doing this and, and how long have you been doing this for, first of all? Lindsay, how long have you been doing this for? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. And Charlene, you said... Similar. So this is, we launched 2019, so almost coming on, on to two years now, almost. Congratulations, ladies. Congratulations. And I know that you have had quite a journey, right? Like I understand as a product maker myself that it is definitely a a big roller coaster ride of like nausea sometimes and and exhilaration and, and excitement and fear all thrown into one big cart that you just can't get out of right now but it is a, a real blessing at the same time and I want to ask both of you what are three must knows for that person right now who's listening saying you know I, I do have this great idea I have a great consumable product idea what would you share with them in this uh, conceptual startup moment in their lives? What are three must-knows? I'm going to ask Charlene, can you share first? Um, so I think in the beginning, you start with what you know and what you like, which was a great starting point. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, whose products are born out of necessity. But then when you start putting your product in front of people, you kind of start to question yourself and you're like, hmm, you know, do I even believe in my own product? How do I sell myself um, to someone else and get them to buy in? And it took us a really long time to kind of almost find our identity within the market and um, kind of figure out how to differentiate ourselves. Because within the food space, there's so much competition. Mm -hmm. And um, so we thought long and hard and had so many discussions about this. Um, And we worked on our flavors for over a year before we came out. So it was kind of a a sort of 
process where we're like, you know what, I could probably tinker till the cows come home on a recipe that I feel like is good enough for myself. But really the important thing is what does the market think? And I kind of wish if I turn back the clock now that I just came right out with something, you know, in a month or two months and just put it in front of people who I felt were really good uh, representation of, you know, who I'm selling to and got their feedback on it. I think it would have made the process a lot quicker because um, you almost have to be kind of comfortable showing something that you don't feel is perfect out of the get-go. Um, yeah. You kind of open yourself up to knowing that I might change this later on, but that's okay. Absolutely. So, there's no such thing as perfect right now. Put something out there that's good, yeah. but have your customers tell you how to make it Absolutely. Better. I love that. I love that. I love that you said, you know, start with what you know and like, because you definitely have to like it if you're going to offer it. <laughs> and, and I love that you said, ask yourself certain questions, right? You said, ask how are you differentiating yourself from something else that's out there? Why is your offering better? Why is your offering different? Because when you can do this strategy, I believe, you are now the number one in that category because you have differentiated yourself. You are the standout because you are the only. And that is so important. And, you know, I, I can't say that enough to uh, businesses when they come and ask me. Um, sometimes when I do consultation, it's, it is exactly what you just said. How are you different? What is that difference? I can't even speak now. The difference that, what is it that makes you stand out among the rest? Because if you can find that, then you become that number one in your category. And I love that you said, you have to ask yourself, what, what does the market think of what you're doing, right? Don't wait for I, perfect. Yeah. There. I think we spent too much time in the beginning thinking about how we could be like everyone else rather than kind of playing to our own strengths and being comfortable in our own skin. I love it. Like, you know, when I started with Easy Daisies, I, I, I look back now, it's like the ugliest thing I put out there. <laughs> I had like this self-made packaging that I, like, I had this piece of paper that was full in half, beautiful cardboard. And then I had these magnets, 20 magnets inside and in these sealable uh, clear bags. And I did this all on our kitchen table and I'm so proud of it. And I look back at it now, it's like, oh my gosh, that was ugly. But that was in stores and, and people bought it. And then I listened to my market because it's a beautiful thing when, when people write to you about your product and, you know, good or bad, you just have to be grateful because you learn from them. And, and I have people say, oh, I love it. But um, we slap it on our fridge and then I have to take it off and put it in a Ziploc bag when we go to grandma's because I want the schedule to stay there too and so I created this uh, portable fold and go board to go with the product and then I had more feedback of people saying oh I love it we put it on our fridge and when it's done we slap it on the side of our fridge because our children are, have autism and they need to see a clear distinction that has been done so on our board we created a to-do and a done side so that kinesthetic move from to-do to done is a clear indicator for that child that is it's done and these are all things I learned from listening to my market so great points. And I, I, I want to ask Lindsay the same question. What are three must knows that this person should know? Um, yeah, you know, I think the, the kind of tying into what Charlene was saying, you know, you, you need to trust yourself. 
you know, trust your gut, which of course in our business is, you know, a double <laughs> entendre, but, but there really is, right. You know, um, my belly knows, but, but it's true. You know, you're going to, I find that as I was moving through the process of creating our recipes and understanding what I wanted to offer to consumers, the, the things that have been the most right for our market have been the things that I was like, you know, I just really think that this is the right way to go, you know, and, and over time, you know, kind of my second point is we reached into our network and we built a network of resources of amazing humans who know things that we don't know. And we know them now, but we didn't then. And so we really needed to look around and listen to people who were, who were explaining to us how our business fit into this grander landscape of the food industry. Um, you know, you can't start your business thinking that you're going to change the machine. You have to kind of learn how to play by the rules that already exist so that you can be, you know, understand how to be successful. Um, that doesn't mean that you can't change the rules over time, but it's very difficult to, to enact that kind of change from the, the starting place, right? You need to establish yourself a little bit. Um, and then the final thing I think, which is so true for us, is being your authentic self as a representation of your business. You know, the most powerful part of our story is, is the most personal part of the story. You know, it's about my family. It's about my kids. It's about a struggle that we had to find a, 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 a solution to. Um, and so I, I think, you know, that vulnerability and that authenticity to be okay to share uh, that part of your life is so important. Great. I think I'm still learning how to do that. It's, it's, it's so hard. I want to manicure everything and make it perfect. And then be like, yeah. Yeah, especially for Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you know, it's, it's really not like that. It's, it's a day to day evolution. Yeah. And people love seeing the real, they, they love seeing you take a picture and then you, or a video and you actually and you drop the phone. It's all good. I, I think those become more shareable than the perfect uh, post. And, and we have to remember that it's okay. And like I always try to share that you need to be proud that you're a small business. You need to not be ashamed to share that you're a small business because it goes a long way. Your authenticity goes a long way. And I love that. Trust your gut. Um, and in business, you know, I've, I've messed up by trusting my heart or going with my heart rather than what my gut was telling me. And I have been taken advantage of in business. People will say, Oh, Lane, you're too, too nice. And you're going to get taken advantage of. And then poof, it exactly happens. And, and that's too bad. And it doesn't mean that I don't trust people, but I do have, I have learned to listen to my gut in business. So important. And I love that Lindsay, that you said, you know, look and listen and, Look and listen to those who have gone ahead before you and learn from them and, and never be proud to, to do that or, or to ask for help. The worst is that they don't have time to help and that's okay. But somebody may say, yeah, watch this or learn from what I just did. And that is beautiful. And that's why I adore both of you for being here to share your journey uh, because you are both trailblazers and I'm so Honored to have you join us today, Lindsay and Charlene. Charlene and Lindsay share so many great tips and strategies that we cannot wait to share the second half in the next episode. So we'll see you there. Bye for now. <laughs>